Dragon. I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Good evening, Kirk. I trust that you are well. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking, Paul. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you. I'm not a scholar anymore. (laughs) No more? I stopped being a scholar 18 years ago. (laughs) You pinpoint the time. That's when I graduated from college. Okay. And I said, no more school forever. (laughs) Learnings for suckers. I drove off campus and never, never looked back. Never learned again. Yeah. School, school, school's the worst. School's for dummies. It doesn't even mean anything. Well, it's not for dummies. It's for smarties. For smarties who just. And I am a smarty. You're a smarty. It doesn't mean I enjoyed school. No. That, that is no kind of segue. I have no segue from that into our topic. The segue is. Let's learn about David Bowie. Let's, yeah, let's. Here's a topic that we waited 117 episodes Again, to do somehow. Yeah, I had mentioned it today with Anne, who is a gigantic Bowie, Bowie fan. That makes huge, sense to me. Yeah. Huge. And she was like, now? She's not like, she just went, now? And I was like, yeah, I know, I know. It's kind of like how we, we avoid doing greatest hits. Mm-hmm. It's that contrarian spirit of like we don't want to do the obvious thing. Yeah. But then at a certain point, it's like, how have we not? Yeah. You said that about Spike Jones last yeah, time. Exactly. But it's like, oh, we haven't done a Bowie episode. We've done a yet? Bowie episode with yeah. everyone who loves. I mean, I really like David Bowie. I like David Bowie. Oh, okay. I'm not obsessed with David Bowie. I I'm gonna get, here's my hot take. Yeah. I'm not obsessed with David Bowie. I'm obsessed with women who are obsessed with David Bowie. Uh, yeah. No, historically, that tracks for me as yes. well. <laughs> oh, my God. Women that love David Bowie are the best. <laughs> I Like, he's one of the coolest guys ever. Yes. I like him as a figure mm-hmm. in pop culture more than I actually like all of his music. I cherry pick David Bowie. I'm a big David Bowie cherry picker and the things that I cherry pick I'm like this is so good yeah and this stuff that I don't like I go I'm never going to listen to this I'm not even going to try yes that that also just speaks to how many times he reinvented himself and how willing he was to try different things and have different phases in his career and you really have to be a devoted fan to be in for all of it yeah and I'm just not yep same but I really love a lot of it Agree. You know, and, and then even outside of the music he made, like, he worked closely with Lou Reed. Mm-hmm. He worked closely with Iggy Pop. Yeah. So it's almost like, even more than I like David Bowie, like, David Bowie and I have the same taste. Like, I yeah. would have loved to have talked about yeah. music with Bowie. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would be a really interesting hang, so I could see that. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I would... I would I, I would choose to have a conversation about music with David Bowie over almost anyone. Oh, I could see that. I would choose to have a conversation with Bowie about anything over anyone because he also seems like one of the smartest guys ever. Yeah, he's got something to say about everything, so I could see yeah. that. Yeah, not only does he have something to say, look, so does Kanye West, but... <laughs> yeah, but we don't want to listen to him. But Bowie just seemed like he was always on the right side of any issue. Yeah, I could see that. And... uh was just had like intelligence and wisdom mm-hmm. and taste. Yes. Uh, so even if there are Bowie songs that I'm like, eh, take it or leave it. Yeah. He's, and, he's the, he's the coolest. And that's what's like, cause you know, like you said, you're like, you really have to be a big fan to dive deep into everything that he does. Yeah. That's why it's almost the reverse of an interesting where you're like, 
okay, well, this sucks. I'm not going to listen to it. But mm-hmm. something will come along in a year or two, and I'll be like, hey, that's really good. Yeah. Like, his last album before he died, I was like, wow, this is really good. Black I, Star? Yeah, I really yeah. liked that. And I didn't. I, that was, everyone went crazy for it, and I was like, are we all just pretending it's better than it is because he's dead now? How dare you? No, it was interesting. It was really good. Yeah, I didn't I'm care really for interested. it. I, I would listen to it at work. Yeah. And I thought it was good. But, like, before that, there were uh, tons of albums before that. I was like, meh, pass. Yeah, um, I, I I can't even really pinpoint it that much because like my favorite Bowie is early seventies glam rock Bowie. Yet I don't really like Ziggy Stardust, which is oh okay the most landmark of his glam glam rock albums. But yeah. like Hunky Dory has all my favorite songs. On oh okay, yeah yeah so, yeah yeah. See, mine would be, and I don't even think I put anything in. Was that disco Bowie? When Luther Vandross was like, I'm going to do... Oh, Young Reggie. Americans, yeah, like, soul Yeah, fame. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do like a lot of the uh, Berlin era. Yeah. The more experimental stuff, like some stuff on Low mm-hmm. and, the, you know, the heroin That's stuff. stuff. I, don't, I can't listen to it. But not yet. all of it. Yeah. Some of it's too experimental and it's like, why am I listening to this? Yeah. So it just, like, I can't even pick an era and say, I love everything from this time period. It's really, like, song by song. That's what I did. I, yeah. I did song by song. Uh... And then tried not to do obvious ones. Because we're like, well, we're not going to fucking play Let's Dance. Uh, or is that all you played? You just all versions of Let's no, Dance? No, Let's Dance is fine. It's we're okay. going to talk about Let's Dance in this episode. Oh, interesting. Yes. I think you're all going to. No, we will. All right. Uh, but we're going to start off with one of my clips. Okay. Uh, not all of my clips are of David Bowie. Okay. But this one is. This is uh, probably my favorite David Bowie song. Let's just get it out of the way right away. Oh, I know this song. This is on Hunky Dory. It's yes. Queen Bitch. Yes. And the reason it's great is because it's a, it's basically a Velvet Underground song. Oh. This is, Bo- this is Bowie doing Lou. Okay. Um, not that it's a cover, but it's he's he's doing a Lou Reed style. He's doing song. like it's an basically like he rewrote Waiting for the Man. Oh, okay. And, I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. And this is on the old gray whistle test. So it's not lip synced. I love the old clips. It's I know. so old. There's so many great clips on it. Yeah, and because so they, they perform the stuff, it's good. But yeah. it's it's 1971, so it's not some reworked version. It sounds like the version you know. Okay. Um, but it's it's just a great... This is my favorite Bowie song. This is what I mean by like... I like the glam era, but I, but before Ziggy Stardust. Yes. You also like it because this is a three-minute song. Yeah. Yep. Oh, look at those fucking boots are great. <laughs> this is a... I forgot all about this goddamn song. Oh, this song rules. Oh, it's so good. And I guarantee you only know why. What do you mean? I think I forgot about rules. it because I thought it was Lou Reed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It sounds exactly it like, sounds the, like, like the Dolphins. It sounds like I thought this was Lou Reed. Yeah. This is really good. I also, just musically, I always like the combination of a, an acoustic guitar with an electric guitar. I think it's pretty cool as well. And, you know, Mick Ronson was one of the great guitar players of all time. So. Wow. I for, this is this is kind of mind-blowing because I was like, oh, God, this is David Bowie. Yeah. But it's like, it's about drag queens and you're like, yeah, we get you're just doing your Lou Reed impression. Yeah, but basically what you're doing. David Bowie doing a Lou Reed impression is amazing. It's fucking great. Yeah. Wow. And also like, he's kind of getting into the glam thing, but it's not so contrived yet. You know, he's not yeah. all costumed up. And, yeah, he didn't go crazy yet. Yeah. 
Like, okay, this this is just David Jones this, right now. This almost feels safe. Compared yeah. to what he used to, what he what he would do. Yeah, but I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, I love a little, it. it's a little raw. Yeah. Just, you know. So this is early 70s? 71, yeah. Oh, wow. Hunky Dory has this, Changes, Oh You Pretty Things. Oh, that is the big album. Yeah, it's it's his third or fourth? Fourth, I Wow. Think. After The Man Who Sold the World, before Ziggy Stardust. Okay. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. I have nothing against Ziggy Stardust, but I see what you mean when you're like, I don't really care. It's like for a it. concept album. Yeah. It's a little bit too up its own ass. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the title song itself is never my favorite, but this one, the guitar riff is just unbelievable. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. And it is like, and we'll see it through this whole show where you're like, he could have stayed in this style. Yeah, he would be David Bowie that we know, but he'd be like, oh, remember that dude, that, like, proto-glam guy, David Bowie, had Queen Bitch and a couple other songs? Yeah. Still would have been legendary. Would, maybe legendary. wouldn't have lasted forever. Yeah. Then. Yeah, there's some people who are, like, like, where they're, like, they poo-poo the fact that he's always changing his, his look and his, like, sound. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Who cares? Yeah, no, that's... That's fine, especially since most of the time it worked like whatever new thing he did was yeah. great. Yeah. I always, the thing that you like, I'm like, oh, this is great. And then he'd do something different. And you're like, no, I don't like that as much. And then he comes yeah. back and says, oh, I like it. So it's very up and down. Yeah. So that was just like basic Bowie. Like, I cannot <laughs> believe I thought that was Lou Reed for this entire time. No, it makes complete yeah. sense. Like he doesn't sound like Lou when he sings. Yeah. But that is a Velvet Underground song. Yes. Written by David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, let's skip right ahead to the 80s with your pick. Oh, yeah, you're going all you over. picked all 80s and 90s, but I did, yeah. except for one, but yeah. This, uh, This Is Not America, from... Uh, never heard this song before, looked it up, never heard of the movie it's from. Paul. But I knew right away, I was like, Kirk is going to have a lot to say about both things. <laughs> First of all, this is David Bowie with the Pat Metheny group. Right, which is... Right away, I was like, "Is that can't be true?" That's very true. <laughs> that someone, like someone made a mistake. The on proto, I guess, fusion proto before smooth jazz was the thing. Yeah, Pat Metheny group. So this was right after Serious Moonlight, the Serious Moonlight tour, mm. the Let's Dance album. That was eighty three or eighty one. No, no, that was like eighty four. Okay, and so this is eighty five. This is eighty five, and like he's huge again. And uh, there's a movie called Falcon and the Snowman, which is a based on a true story about two young guys who sell uh, sell information to the Russians. Mm-hmm. And it stars Timothy. Oh, uh, it stars Sean Penn, Timothy Hutton, mm-hmm. and Daryl Hannah. Oh, okay. And it's a hev- It's a drama. It's yeah. like a drama thriller. And, oh really? That's yeah. not a comedy. It's a true comedy. story about guys who sold secrets yeah. to the Russians. Yeah. And uh, it's really fucking. It's a it's a slow '80s movie, but it's really good. Yeah. And the big thing was like, this is Bowie's like, oh my god, Bowie's doing a single from a soundtrack. Yeah. And this was this is not America. Mm-hmm. This is sounds. I'm gonna say this. This sounds more Pat Metheny than David Bowie. Okay. Which is it's one moment. It's, it's oh. not bad. 
Siri does burn calories. Siri thought we were talking to her when you said serious moonlight. Yeah, that's the problem. Siri, God Siri is the worst. Do. Siri. Here's what I found. Siri. Hey, Siri. Kill yourself. <laughs> okay. She did. You're going to have to remember to cut that out. Um, or leave it in because it's Siri. The, um, and this is another example of this is – there is a video for the movie, mm-hmm. but the video is just clips of the movie. Okay. Which is what they did in the 80s all the it's time. It's all clips of the movie or intercut oh, with clips nope. of Bowie? It's all okay. clips of the movie. Uh, cool. I've never heard of the movie. I will try to piece together – Let's see if you can see. What happens based on the music video yeah. for – what's it called? This is not America. This is not America. It's a interesting song. It's not great. They are altar boys. Yes. They're Sean Penn sleeping. Dreaming of selling secrets to the Russians. Yep. This is not yeah. America. Very 80s. Yeah. Footage of John Lennon. Daryl Hannah looking distressed. Yeah. Is that Sean Penn? That's Sean Penn. Okay. Timothy Hutton, straight off of Ordinary People. Yeah, right around that time. Uh, yeah, it's about right. So basically, Sean and Tim are best friends from Catholic school. Uh-huh. Uh, and Timothy Hutton, through his dad, gets a job at, like, some embassy. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is, like... It's a joke of a job, but they deal with all the information. And then Sean Penn's like, you know, we could sell the information to make a bunch of money. Because Sean's the bad boy. I see. And so... Sh- so, so they weren't even driven by ideology, just greed? Just greed. Because oh. it was the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, let's let's make some money. Because I think his... Uh, Sean Penn was like kind of like a drug dealer. who's was like, oh, I can also sell information. And so they do, and then shit goes down. Yeah. But... Now, at this point, had Sean Penn been in any big movies other than Fast Times? Oh, yeah, Bad Boys. Never heard of it. God damn it, Paul. Bad Boys, the prison reform movie? I was a baby. I don't know movies as well as I know music. Fucking Bad Boys is a rough movie. Bad Boys, he goes, Bad Boys is he goes to reform school. Uh, this is the movie that Michael Bay remade with Will Smith. Exactly. That was exactly. No. Uh, he, um, that's a rough movie. I think he did, he did uh, Chasing the Moon with Elizabeth McGovern. Never heard of that uh, either. He did At Close Range. Around, uh, that, maybe, that would have been after this. Maybe after that, yeah. That's 86, yeah. I think. Yeah. He had done Taps with Timothy Hutton in like 83. Oh, I think I've heard of that. But yeah, I don't, it's great. I never, never saw it. It's really great. Yeah. And see, Timothy Hutton's The Falcon because he likes to falcon do falconry as a hobby. I'm not oh. making this up. Sean Penn's the snowman because he used to deal blow. Got it. Yeah. The falcon and the snowman. Falcon and the snowman. So what do you think of this song? It's it's fine. It's fine. It was a hit. Yeah. It played on MTV. Okay. And it's weird. It's interesting. It's, uh, you know, I wouldn't put it on a playlist <laughs> no I would not put it on a smooth jazz playlist yeah. either it's just it's a dirge no I don't like it because it's a dirge this isn't a dirge this is a mood you're saying it, it is wrong. a mood it is a mood it's 100% a mood it's kind of a boring mood but well because it's all literally one level see they go to prison yeah. 
They go, well, spoiler. Well, I shouldn't have said anything. Were they not executed as traitors? No, I think they just went to prison forever. Oh. Although he got, like, kidnapped. Sean Penn got kidnapped in a foreign country and got beat up. Ah. This is not America. I, the movie seems like it would be interesting. The movie is very interesting. It's very 80s. It's a little slow for now. Yeah. But... Um, I, I'm, slow doesn't bother me. Okay, like it's worth seeing. It's, yeah. it's good, not great. Yeah. It's... Uh, and the song is just fascinating to me because that played on the radio. Yeah. Because it was Bowie at the time after uh, Modern Love. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Modern Love too. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that huge album. This is before or after China Girl. No, that was all the same album. That's all the Let's Dance album. Let's, China Girl's on Let's Dance? Yes. Okay. China Girl, Let's Dance, and Modern Love were all on that. What's the album after Let's Dance though? That's the one that had blue jean on it. Yeah, it has like the stained glass on yes. the cover. I can't, I can't remember, remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that was the the Let's Dance album was the one where the story goes, I've said this before, where Bowie was like, he's pissed off at his manager. Yeah. He's like, I'm not recording any more music until this contract is up. And when yeah. I record it, I'm going to record the biggest pop fucking album ever. <laughs> Contracted him with the manager and he recorded Let's Dance. Right. Manager didn't get any of it. With Nile Rodgers. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Let's talk about Let's Dance. I found a fun cover of it. Okay. Uh, just looking for covers. I don't like Let's Dance. It's not the best. I like Modern Love. I'm Modern really Love is way Modern better. Love is so good. China Girl's kind of dumb. But. Let's Dance, I don't like the bridge. Mm-hmm. Where he starts crooning. Yeah, I can see that. But I like the, the Let's Dance part yeah, of Let's the, Dance. The, 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 yeah, yeah, I can see that. I want to like it more than I do. Yeah. No, I, I'm i on the exact same yeah. page with you about Let's Dance. But this is a fun cover, and I like it because I found it. And I was watching it. it was it, it, It's this weird... I'm not going to call him a comedy guy, but he's a little funny. <laughs> he's a little funny. But he's got a good voice, and he does a good cover. And as I was watching this clip... Which is from this year, I think. I'm like, I recognize this guy. Why do I know this guy? And then I realized I saw a video on TikTok he made last year where he did this Christmas song about how we should start celebrating Yule and all the pagan all the pagan rituals again. And it was like a comedy song. It was very good. Okay. And I was like, this is that guy. Okay, I'm in. I'm going to put it in the episode. Uh, so his name, or at least the name of his YouTube account, is Jazz Emu. Um... And this is just his I version. I like jazz emo. This is just his his funky little synthy version of Let's Dance. Oh, all right. That I feel like you're either going to love or hate. Oh, I'm excited. No like in-betweens. And this is, you know, he, he records all oh, the parts yeah. himself kind of thing. And he puts little funny captions. No on. samples. Yeah. Synth bass line. I like the, I like the uh, text he's putting up. Yeah. Oh, he's playing one-handed. Oh, he chickened out. That's funny. Activate synth. So far, I like it. I just don't know how it's going into Let's Dance right now. So that's why I'm excited. Prepare for mystery vocalist. Who could it be? That's right. It's me again. <laughs> He looks like a Kyle Mooney character. Yes, he does. I don't like his singing. No? I don't like the, the wacky singing. It's not wacky. He's wacky, but the singing's not. I feel like he's doing a bit with the with the song. Yeah, I feel, not the music. The, yeah. the fucking music is great. Yeah. I love it. 
I don't think he's doing a bit with the music. Do I you think, think he's he, doing David Bowie? No, that's how he sings. No. Well, that's how he sings on all his other Is songs. Is he really? So, yes. It sounds like he's trying to do like a David Bowie wacky impersonation. No, he's not. He sounds like this. That's how he so- sounds on his other okay. songs. Okay. All right. Stay corrected. I would say if you were hearing this without seeing the video, you wouldn't think it's wacky. He's okay. just a weirdo. He's <laughs> just a freak. Yeah. I mean, he's got a good voice. Yeah. This is the part of the song I know I don't like. Same. Yeah. Same. I'm I, like, oh, you turned off the funk, Bowie. Yeah, you you had it, and then you kind of yeah did this other bullshit. Bring back the funk. This is. I feel about this cover the way I feel about the original. I like it. I want to like it more. Yeah. I. I I love the synth funk of it. It's fucking great. Uh, yes, I. It's not my favorite Bowie song. I like what this guy did. With yeah. It. yeah. Okay, it's funky again. See, back it's funky. Yeah, I, I agree. The synth part is just great. Yeah. Double forehead veins equals funk achieved. He is funny. Uh, the, the, the captions are great. That's wrong. Wow. I love the music on this. It's so good. Yeah. He's, he's good. If we do a Christmas episode this year, I'll have to bring that, yes, that song. Yes, please. I want to hear that. If we don't, I'll just show it to you anyway. Oh, yeah. Mike. That was actually... Unique. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. what I expected. That was actually the the music. Oh, like yeah. his, his synth of like, here's how I'm going to make it funky with synth is spot on. Yeah. I, I This is why I love YouTube. It's just great homemade covers yeah. of things. Um, so, yeah, that's Jazz Emu. You're kind of a savant at finding these. Not really. I just go to YouTube and I type in the name of an artist or the name of a song and then cover. But and then you, I watch them and you, pick out the you good You pick ones. the right ones, though. Yeah. You're good at picking the right... You don't pick, you don't pick the bullshit. No. Yeah. yeah. We don't do bullshit on we this do show. We do bullshit on fucking music ray yeah, gun. Yeah, it's not bullshit ray gun. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I lied. We're about to do bullshit right Oh, now. you brought some bullshit? I brought some bullshit yeah. on purpose. Okay, I was like... Does Kirk like Tin Machine or does he just want to make sure we talk about Tin Machine? I want to make sure we talk about Tin okay. Machine. Because Tin Machine sucks. Yeah, I thought everyone agreed about that. My yes. only memory of Tin Machine is that they were the musical guest on SNL when, right. when Macaulay Culkin hosted. Yes. In 1991. Yes, I remember that. The thing is about Tin Machine, when they came out, it was a big deal. It was like, oh, David Bowie's got a band. Yeah. And it was, I guess, Iggy Pop's guys or something like that. Was it? I they don't all, even know a bunch of them. It's like three other dudes. Yeah. They all worked with Iggy Pop, or at least one or two of them did. So they all kind of have those bonafides. It's not just session players. It's uh-huh. like they work with Iggy Pop. And they came out with their stuff, and you're like, bruh. Real bad stuff. Look, I never listened to Tin Machine. I saw that episode of SNL back when I was eight or nine years old. Uh, it didn't really impress me much. I, you basically just hear about how bad Tin Machine was, and I've always heard like Tin Machine was a low point in David Bowie's yeah. career. Tin Machine sucked. When I was assembling the videos for this episode and looking at the ones that you sent me, 
I played this a little bit and maybe just because the bar was in hell, I was like, well, this isn't so bad. This is the best one. Okay. To me, this is the best single. Yeah. And his singles charted. They were like top 20 hits. Yeah. But, and they had, everyone hates Tin Machine, but he did like three albums with them. Yeah. Like he's like, I don't care. (laughs) But even like I told my son Anna about what we were doing the David Boy episode. I was like, hey, just so you know, I put Tin Machine in. She's like, oh. (laughs) She even Anna's like, oh. But that's what I wonder is like, do people hate Tin Machine? Do they over hate on Tin Machine because they go into Tin Machine expecting David Bowie and it's not Bowie enough for Bowie fans? Because just mm. trying to listen to it with fresh ears and bring no judgment to it, I'm like, it's not putrid. It's sort of, it's not memorable. It just sounds like 90s rock radio. It's pretty bad. <laughs> this one, one shot was yeah. like, there. he had like three hits. This is from 91. And like they had, they started in like '88, and they had two big hits around there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, these are too bad. I can't put them on." So I put on one shot, which is okay. Okay, let's watch it. <laughs> Very ninety. This this video is ninety-one as fuck. Yeah. Like, you could take out this music, keep the video, and turn it into an Eric Clapton song. And it would be it's, the same. Thing. It's better than Eric Clapton. The video, not the song. Oh, yeah. The Take video, the sure. music out. Take this music out. Put mm-hmm. an Eric Clapton song in, but keep the video the same. Yeah. And it would still fit. Like, it sounds like a... It's like a YouTube B-side. Like, it's just kind of like... <laughs> and I like YouTube, too. But, like, there was... This is pre... Never mind. It's pre-grunge. Yeah. There's a lot of crap going on in 1991. Sure. This is better than any, like, hair metal or... It's better than hair metal. Yeah. But you're just kind of like... It's a little bit of a wet fart. Yeah. I like that he's in a tux with a, a white scarf. That's I mean, my look, Bowie part. always looks great. Bowie looks great. But this... It feels very early 90s rock. It's generic. Yes. Maybe if it were worse, it would be more interesting, but it's not like... Fair point. Yeah. If, if I heard it on the radio, I wouldn't be like, ugh, turn this off. I just, like, wouldn't even notice it. If it was... This guitar's terrible. Is it James Williamson, I wonder? No, I don't think so. I, I can't remember who it was. If there's... If this was just a group called Tim Machine... Yeah. This would never be happening. But it's David Bowie. I, it with might. Show. It might not be as remembered, but it might be one of those cards yes! in the in the yes! Pro Star set where we're like, yes! "Who the fuck is Tin Machine?" Tin Machine. Look at these fucking guys. <laughs> but because it's David Bowie, you go, "Ah, it's so it's not." You're a little more forgiving. But no, I think the opposite. I think because it's David Bowie, people are too harsh on it because it doesn't live up to David Bowie levels of quality. But as generic 1991 rock, it's fine. Yes, but we wouldn't be talking about this if David no, Bowie wasn't in it. We wouldn't this ever have This would never have been a thing. That's true. Maybe this would be something I pulled up in, in, a, uh, in a random episode. Right. You know, there is someone in the world, though, yep. who 
doesn't like David Bowie, but they <laughs> do like, they're like, I never cared for David Bowie, but I loved Tim Machine. When I was in college with Tim Machine, they were <laughs> awesome. Yeah. There's someone who's seen Tim Machine in concert and not David Bowie in concert. Yeah, and the first thought, the day David Bowie died, they were like, never gonna get another <laughs> Tim Machine now. I They've been waiting for years for him to put Tin Machine back together. Like, that's never gonna happen. That would be the best hot take with David Bowie died. Like, no more Tin Machine, guys. Remember how Blackstar came out like two days before he died? Yeah. And it was like this secret album, no one knew that it was yeah. coming, and it was sort of his farewell. Wouldn't it have been hilarious if instead of Blackstar he did a Tin Machine album as his farewell? And then everyone would have been like, it's so good. Yeah. He finally got Tin Machine we love right. Tin Machine, yeah. It was so good. <laughs> It's sad, too, because I'll say this. Kind of a waste of a great band name. I think Tin Machine's a great name for a is band. It? I, I think like it. I think it's perfect think it's for what it is. I it's love just it. sort of a nothing, like, what does it mean? I don't know. Tin, hey, tin Machine. Tin Machine. Yeah. Look, man, if you don't understand, I can't help you. But, those <laughs> but just like the music, is like, I don't think it's a terrible band name. It's just sort of a whatever. Those like me who are into Tin Machine know <laughs> what Tin Machine means as a name for a band. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I expect, just, just like it was like I expect more from Bowie. If it was just a bunch of jabronis, I'd be like, oh yeah, Tin Machine, that's a fine band name. That's not right band name. But like, you want a little more. Bowie, come on, you could have come up with something. No, man, he's like Tim Machine. You were the guy who came up with Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Unless, yeah, he was like, listen. It's early 90s. I'm going to make a mediocre rock band with a mediocre rock name. Right. Then we can see how far it takes me. Like how I still believe to this day Puff Daddy in giving us Mace was just a project. Like secretly he was like, I'm going to find the worst rapper <laughs> in the world. Yeah. And I'm so good. I'm going to sell it and he's going to be He's going to make a smash hit. Mm -hmm. He's going to be the biggest thing in hip-hop because I can just sell anything. And indeed, Mace became a huge yes, star huge. for like a year. And oh, then yeah. he just kind of disappeared because I think Puff Daddy was like, I proved myself I right. We don't need to do it anymore. Now it's Mace exit stage left. <laughs> like it Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. I would love if Timmy says like, I, uh, yeah, so like it was Bowie just do. being like, I'm just going to do the most generic shit. Yeah. And people are going to buy it because it's Bowie. Yeah, I just want to see if I can do it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Okay, let's watch the video for Dancing in the Street. <laughs> I can't believe, I, I know where you're going, but I can't believe you put this on. But I can't believe you put because this version on. I think we have watched Shred's videos way back in the day. You know the Shred's yes. videos? Mm -hmm. Shred's videos, for people who don't know, were I don't know if they're still making shreds. Videos. I don't know. I haven't seen, seen a new one in a long now. time. But some jokesters out there just took performances, whether it's music videos or live footage of bands, and just sort of re-recorded them so that it's this very hard to describe. They're playing only the instruments that you're seeing being played in the footage, mm -hmm. but playing them badly. Mm -hmm. So they're just making these bands look like they suck. Yes. I think we watched the one with the Beach Boys doing I Get Around. Yes, that was funny. So that, like, yeah. There's, you know, there are moments where Dennis is clapping in the video and they just, they just clapped so loud on it that's like, yeah. And just singing like shit. No, that was super funny. There's a really funny fish one, but that one seems redundant because fish sucks anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like a fish like, shreds video is so 
gilding the lily, yeah. with the, but the opposite of gilding yes, the lily. Yes, I don't even like, know what the opposite of that is, but it's like yeah. taking a shit on a pile of pig shit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep, shit on shit. But this is great because as much as we love Bowie, we have said we don't think everything he did was great. No. I wonder what Anne thinks of Dancing in the Street. She does not like it. Nobody likes it. It's Nobody the worst like thing it. ever. It's stupid. It's the paradigm of like great artists from the 60s and 70s shoveling out crap in the 80s. Yeah. It's bad. It's a duet between Bowie and Mick Jagger. Huge the hit. Rolling Stones. Massive. Massive. Oh, I, yeah. I remember, I remember the video from when I was a yeah. kid. They played it a lot. It's terrible cover of a yeah. great... Yeah. 60s song that you probably hate because you don't like the 60s. Yeah, I don't care for it. But this cover is a travesty. It's a terrible s- cover. The video is so stupid. They're dressed in the dumbest clothes. Stop it. I love the clothes. <laughs> that was the You like the big pleated oh, parachute pants. I love, I love the yellow jacket and I love what Mick Jagger's wearing. Bowie looks all right. Mick Jagger looks like an idiot. I love that shirt. With his like early Seinfeld, Seinfeld mullet. Yeah. His blousy teal, I love blousy shirt stuff. And his you don't know. Tapered pants. You weren't a part of that time. The blousy <laughs> is where it's at. It does uh. not look good. And they're just both acting like such dweebs. Yeah, like these are two of the coolest guys in rock history, and they could not be less cool in this video. And I feel like they think. I feel like they think they're being funny. Yeah, like we're just having fun. We're, we're just, just being, being a couple goof. of goofballs. And you're like, no, nah, it's gross. Yeah, it's it is. Yeah, it's like, it's just like a big dad joke. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Something. It wasn't good back then. It wasn't funny no. when we first saw it. No, it's not even like it aged poorly. No. It was never good. No, I remember, even when I was a little kid watching it. When I was too young to be cynical, I was cringing. Yeah, like it was never good. It was never good. Um, but they made a shreds video. So the the video is them. Dancing around at night, just sort of in, it looks like they're like at a warehouse or in some yeah. otherwise abandoned. Like the song is called Dancing in the Street, and they are dancing in the street, but it's nighttime and no one else is yeah. around. So it's weird. It's not like a celebration. It did, no, it's not because they were probably like, we're not having regular people around us. Yeah. So the Shreds video is great because it takes all the music out and just makes it these two guys dancing around together alone. And then it has all the sound effects it's, of like their footfalls. Yeah, and, and like kind of breathing and making noises. Yes. It's really And it funny. just underlines how weird the video is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's my favorite shreds video. It's the best so. one ever. If it's ever going to load. Okay, I have another edit point here to fix it. Here there we, we go. go. Oh, the, they added crickets too. Which oh, yeah, is that's right. I forgot video. about that. That's already funny. <laughs> and the breathing. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what is? What were they doing? I mean, was cocaine involved? Mick Jagger is so cool, and this could not be less cool. I feel like at one point they must have been like, we love this song. Yeah. Let's have fun with it. But it's so not. Their dancing is awful. Everything about it is awful. Yeah. Except their clothes, which I I want to beat them up. I want to beat them up. (laughs) 
I want to bully them. <laughs> it has the vibe of like the two weirdos in class who no one talks to, but they they have this weird codependent yes. friendship where they're just they're they're living in their own world and everyone else just ignores them because they're too weird to acknowledge. Like only these guys would go. This is fucking cool. <laughs> It was the 80s, man. Uh, Now, when you watch it like this, I'm like, there was cocaine involved. Yeah. (laughs) Those kicks. (laughs) I love the Mick Jagger voice. (laughs) It's... Because the music's gone, their moves make are worse. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah. I see it now, and I'm like, Bowie, what are you doing, dude? And what are you wearing? Stop it. Why are there so many pockets on the front of the mixture? I love it. Oh, uh, you don't understand. Extra pockets? That yellow jacket's great. But what's he wearing underneath the the raincoat? It's like a onesie. It's like pajamas, I think. What is this move? What are they doing? Yeah. You know, here's the thing, too. They're like, let's do our own choreography. We'll just make it up ourselves. Oh, fun. yeah. This is not choreographed. Yeah. This is just them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the butt things. <laughs> I forgot about the butt thing. And you know what? That's how the video does end. It ends yeah. on a freeze frame of their butts. Ugh. I forgot that until this moment. Oh, my God. The only reason I might not be able to beat them up is because I would hesitate, like, not knowing who to, who I want to punch first. Mick. And, then, and then they might get away. <laughs> I punch Mick first. Mick is lamer in this. Yes, 100%. But, but Bowie had farther to fall because he was always cooler than Mick anyway. I, I'm not going to disagree so with that. So I'm more disappointed in, in Yeah, you're in not bad. Just I'm just disappointed. Yeah, disappointed. Yeah, Mick, it's like uh, you're kind of you're always kind of a tool. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah, but Dave, and it's more or less how you act on stage anyway with yeah. your prancing and preening. Yeah. But Bowie, it's like, dude, come. It's on. almost like you in should some know ways. Better. It's like it almost feels like Mick talked him into it. Yeah. Where you're like Mick's like, just do it. It'll be fine. Yeah. No, this is this definitely feels like Mick Jagger featuring David Bowie. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And yet it was a huge hit. Yeah. Huge. Well, we had to watch that. Yeah. That classic Shreds video. <laughs> I forgot about that. I haven't seen that in a while. Let's watch another funny clip. I love this. This is my, one of my favorite David Bowie acting moments. Yeah. This is from the uh, the TV show Extras. Yes. Which I've never seen. Oh. But I know what it is and I've seen this clip. Yes. Because it's a popular. It's, it's, well, it's well known. People, If people don't know what Extras is, it's the show that Ricky Gervais did after The Office. Yes. About... Film and TV extras, yes. right? And he is an extra. He's an extra, and he's that typical Ricky Gervais annoying guy who really wants to be famous. Yeah, really, but really he wants sucks, to and everyone it. hates him. Sucks, and everyone hates him. Yeah. And in this scene, mm-hmm. it's maybe like a second or third season. He actually is not an extra anymore. He's kind of like a star or co-star of a really, really bad sitcom <laughs> okay. that's doing well but it's really bad and everyone's like this is shit yeah and so now he's at like a famous party and he runs into David Bowie and David Bowie sings a song and clowns him and clowns him yes hey what are you doing here? 
can we come in because we're getting no action out of wasteland you're on your own not this money. seems old and it's like 10 or 15 it's years it's the same yeah. scene it's actually the same scene for 60 quid you pay 60 quid to go in here you should let me negotiate oh, oh, so shit, like. and they can still see me there should be an actual barrier let's go and sit next to David Bowie he's not getting any let's hassle let's go sit next to David Bowie just go speak to him I don't know excuse me David Bowie's great in this, and he looks great. Always looks great. Always looks great, yeah. Doesn't look so good now, because, you know, dead. I'm an entertainer too. Oh, yeah. I'm an entertainer too. What do you do? I'm in a sitcom. It's called When the Whistle Blows. Have you seen it? I haven't, no. Is it any good? Nice shit. Oh. Just riffraff everywhere. Riffraff everywhere. Not going down too far. Getting six million viewers. I mean, it's it's not exactly how I meant it to be because the BBC have interfered and sort of chased ratings and made it lowest common denominator sort of comedy, sort of catchphrases and wigs. And I, I think I've sold out to be honest, but yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love Dim Boy underplaying. Little fat man Here it is. The little, <laughs> little fat man who sold his dream. <laughs> Little loser. <laughs> it's so good. This is, this is him just making up a song yes. like Paul McCartney in the Get Back. Yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly. Is just, he was hit by inspiration. He was hit by inspiration by the lame Ricky Gervais yeah. character. Yeah. Chubby little loser. <laughs> national joke. No, not, not chubby little loser. No, not chubby little loser. Pathetic little fat man. <laughs> So good. He's so good in this. He's so depressed at being useless. The fat man takes his own life. No, no. He's so depressed at being hated. Fatty takes his own life. <laughs> I like how he's like, no, no, I don't have that. I have yeah. that. Yeah, let's go with Fatso. Let's go with Fatso. Fatso takes his own life. He blows his bloated face off. No. He blows his stupid brains out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'd probably miss. Yes, Linda, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> he sold his soul for a shot at fame. The song is better than Tim Machine. <laughs> yes. He's got no and this is like that everyone's walking around going, this is a good song, race. David. He's banal and facile. He's a fat waste of space. Yeah, yeah. Everybody sing that last night. <laughs> Three. He's so much cooler than him and dancing in the sh- uh, streets. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I first saw this, people we, we were all just like, what? <laughs> what is happening? Because, you know, there's a ton of c- celebrities on extras that they do all the time. And they, yeah, I remember, I remember seeing clips of like Ben Stiller and stuff. And yeah. like, it's all kind of tongue in cheek and stuff. But like, you didn't expect it, but was going to do a whole fucking song. Yeah. And just trash him. It. it was just like, you thought he'd be like, they would be like, get away from me. And that'd be the end of the scene. Yeah. The fact that he played the whole song, it was mind blowing. <laughs> if, if, 
uh, Ricky Gervais's character had had the presence of mind, he could have completely shut David Bowie down by bringing up the dances in the street. That's true. <laughs> he could have been like, oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he always has that in his back pocket, but right. he didn't use it. All right, here's another cover. I love this song. This is, uh, have you ever seen The Life Aquatic? Yeah. In The Life Aquatic, there is a character on Team Zisu. Yes. Played by the Brazilian singer-songwriter Zayu George. Mm-hmm. Who, for the soundtrack, performed a bunch, and in the movie, performed a bunch of David Bowie songs with lyrics rewritten in Portuguese. This is the first time I'm remembering it since I've seen that movie because I've only seen it once. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I liked it, but I never saw it again afterwards. I saw it in the theater two or three times. Oh, I wow. bought the soundtrack and I bought Sayo George, in addition to the soundtrack, which has some of the songs on mm-hmm. it, put out an album of all the songs that he did. Oh, okay. All the Bowie songs mm-hmm. he did. Um, my favorite one is Rebel Rebel. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's an acoustic version, and it's got that sort of bossa nova, tropicalia yeah. flavor to it. And also, the lyrics aren't translations. I don't know what the lyrics are, because yeah. I don't speak Portuguese. But they're not translations of the Bowie lyrics. They're completely rewritten. Oh, I didn't know that. But still in the tune. In the, of yeah, the, song. the cadence yeah. and everything. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you what he's singing about. Yeah. But it's not a translation. I of the did not to know rebel. that. Except for the chorus part where yeah. he says "Rebel, Rebel," and at certain ports, points when he says "Hey, baby," in English. I had no idea. I thought it was just a straight up translation. Yeah. No. All all of the songs were original oh, lyrics. Wow. I had no idea. So this isn't the version from Life Aquatic, though. This is from this is an in studio at KEXP. KEXP, you got to follow their YouTube channel. They always We've have seen such great, several things from many them. things yeah. on KEXP I've had on the show before. So this is just him solo a few years ago doing it uh, on a KEXP set, which I think this version is better even than the, uh, the studio version from the movie. Oh, okay. I thought you could say it than the original. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. It really fits Bossa Nova. Yeah. That fucking voice. He's got a great baritone. Christ. I don't speak, I don't know a word of Portuguese, but it's one of the coolest sounding languages. It sounds great. And I'm like, wait, he's not singing the lyrics. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's like you said, it's it's such a classic, like glam rock song yeah. that slaps so hard. Yeah. And he just turned it into this bossa nova, yeah, like, which is light crazy. acoustic song that you're like, it's perfect. Because even like, you know, in the original of that, the beginning is like, yeah. and here you're like, it's so like, just smooth. Yeah. And his character in the movie really doesn't serve any function other no. than that it intercuts certain scenes with him. Like he'll just be in the crow's nest on the ship playing a song. Or, and it's great. For just a few seconds at a time. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. I guarantee you, when Bowie heard this, he's probably like, Fuck, I hope I, I hope Bowie heard it. If he did, I can't imagine he didn't love it. I'm 100% yeah. going to guess that he's like, 
This is great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the Life on Mars is great. The Starman is great. Starman's really good. Yeah. I forgot about Rebel Rebel. I think this might be my favorite. Yeah. Because it's just the bossa nova, like, softness of it. Sayu George is great. First time I ever heard of Sayu George was, uh, he's in the movie City of God, if you ever saw that movie, 20 years ago. Who's that? That's a, that violent movie about gangs yeah, and the, yeah, the uh, Brazil. ghettos in Brazil. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's Knockout Ned. He's one of the leaders of the... Oh, shit. I had no idea. Yeah. And then he's so cool in that that I like looked him up yeah. and found out he was a musician. And so like I had been listening to his music even before he was in The Life Aquatic. I didn't know him except for Life Aquatic. Like, yeah. and hadn't thought of him until now. And I'm like, wow, you're really good. Yeah. So I'd gotten like... Just slightly into him, and but I was also such a big Wes Anderson fan yeah. ever since Rushmore. Yeah, that when The Life Aquatic came out, I saw that Sayu George was in it and was doing Bowie, Bowie covers in yeah. Portuguese for whatever reason. I was like, I don't understand why, but I'm not going to question it because that sounds amazing. No, nope, you're just going to accept it because it's great. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, that was fucking great. Love Sayu George. That was a good call. I thought you would like that, even though. I don't know that you normally love Tropicalia as much as I do. Not as much as you do, but I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, okay, let's go oh, back to the 90s. yeah. This was my... An, yeah. An awesome track on a terrible album. No. Yeah. I like... Okay, so this was the first video when I was like, we're doing Bowie. I was like, well, I'm putting this in. Yeah, this is this is on Earth... Is it Earthlings? It's like little now? Earthlings, yes. Earthlings, yeah. Yes. Um, I remember listening to that album once and being like, nah, I should have, you know, I, I, I'm Afraid of Americans is great. I'm Afraid of Americans I fucking love. Yeah. But they have another song, here's another song called Little Wonder, which I fucking love. It's yeah. like the first cut off of it. This was like, what is this type of, like, industrial maybe? It feels, well, um, it was like I don't, a know, big deal I don't where, know what the story of the production of this is, but it has uh, Trent Reznor in the video. Trent Reznor produced the whole album. Okay. And it was a big deal. Yeah. And it was like Bowie's doing industrial music kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's not, I mean, you know, Nine Inch, Nine Inch Nails was firmly established. Industrial yeah. was a thing. This still feels a little bit ahead of its time to me by, bit, yeah. by just a handful of yeah. years. Because it's 97... But it feels to me more like 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but this is a cool song. This it's is like, to me, song. the last great Bowie song. Oh, because you don't like Black Star. <clears throat> Not particularly. Uh, but I can, I understand what you're saying. Like, after this, I, I listened to this album a lot. I didn't listen to much till like around Black Star. Yeah, it goes everything in the 70s and then. Modern love, and then skip ahead to this, <laughs> yeah. and then wrap and then, it up. And then I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> which is probably blasphemy to any serious probably. Bowie fan. Yeah, but this is a this is just a kick ass. This is a quick, This is a great video too. Yeah, this song is so good. I'm sure a lot of like boomer OG Bowie fans hated this. Shit, I think there was a lot of pushback from like the original. Like this is terrible. What's he chasing trends? And, but this is what he did. And yeah, he totally. There's Trent. Yeah. Looking like a baby. Yeah. Bowie's really good in this. This is also, I'm like, this video cost a pretty penny. Did it? Yeah, look at the shit that happens in this video. Yeah. So good. 
And again, boy, looking fucking great. He looks better than Trent Reznor. Oh, yeah, 100%. Trent Reznor just kind of looks like a doofus. Yeah. Bowie looks fucking great. I wonder who shot, uh, who directed the video. I mean, part of me is like, is this like Fincher or someone? Yeah. It's like Fincher plus Spike Jones. Yeah. Because it's got this chase thing going on. Yeah, when this came out, this was a big deal. So yeah, he's chasing trends, but he's doing it perfectly. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, it's so funny. Like, this is '97, and you're like, oh, you've been around 30 years already. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, almost 30 years you've been around. Yeah, and that's insanity. Yeah. And he's still only. Uh, let's see, he would have been 52. Yeah. Oh my here? god. Yeah. To my age. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, that's a it's a cool hook. It's a good, good hook. And just the video with the paranoia and everyone like it's yeah. still like relevant. And his fucking turtleneck is great. I was gonna say the the brown suit oh. with that yellow turtleneck sweater with the giant collar. It's so good. But like he can pull it off. Most people, no one else can do yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> and that like the the fucking uh, goatee with no mustache. No one else. Everyone else looks stupid. He looks fucking great. Yeah, it's definitely a style of the time, but it's yes. the kind of thing where like every dipshit with that dumb goatee thought they looked as yes. cool as David Bowie does yes. with it. But it's like you're not David Bowie. No, you can't pull it off. Yeah, Fro- frosted tips. And a goatee great. is something everybody tried in 1997, yes. but like David Bowie is the only one who looks good. And with he's it. doing it at 52. Any other yeah. 52, you'd be like, dude, what yeah. are you doing? Stop <laughs> it. And the sideburns. Yeah. And the, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the, the two different colored eyes just makes it work. Uh, I just you can make it happen. Now, uh, it turns out he was right to be yes. paranoid because yes. now Trent Reznor... Because America's violent with guns. ...is shooting at him with a submachine gun. But then, ooh, he's not even really there. He was... he's paranoid. was just paranoid. Is it a Paisley design on the suit? I think it yes, is. Yes, it is. But it's still brown, so it works. Yeah. Oh, this is so cool. I'm going to revisit Earthlings, I think, because there's some <laughs> good stuff on it. Well, I haven't heard it since 1998 or 9. Oh, so, I haven't uh, listened to it in a while. I might put it back. My on. opinion might be different now. But. I might do a, a, a two for Tuesday tomorrow and do this in Black Star. When I'm at work. <laughs> Just to see how it feels. Yeah. This yeah. weird parade reminds me of the end of the first season of Russian Doll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Russian Doll. That's yeah. great. But yeah, this whole like... First of all, this played on MTV a ton. Did it? I don't yeah. remember it at all. I remember seeing it a ton. And I was watching MTV at that point. And it was a hit. Yeah. I mean, not like his biggest, biggest hits, but this was like a... It was another one of those like, hey, here's another comeback for David Bowie. I was going to say, yeah, for an artist who'd been around for 30 years, yeah, it's pretty fresh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like... 
uh, you know, when the Rolling Stones had Voodoo Lounge, and you're oh, like, God, I mean, I guess yeah. okay, but if it wasn't the Stones, no one would be paying yeah. attention to this. This actually people paid attention to. Yeah, because it's good. Yeah, it is good. I'm glad you liked it. All right, let's watch the one clip we both picked. <laughs> yeah. I did you know about this already? No, I was looking for duets. Yeah, because he'd done so many, and I was like, I'm not gonna do Under Pressure. Right. And then there was a Tina Turner one, but I didn't like it that much. And then this popped up. I was like, well, I'm putting this on. I, for a while, had – I was looking for – I had a clip of – I wanted to have Young Americans on the show. Oh, okay. I love and there song. was a great version on – it wasn't Old Grey Whistle Test. And I don't think it was Top of the Pops. Maybe it was Top of the Pops. Whatever show it was. It was a, it was a, a TV show mm-hmm. studio version of Young Americans so that um, Luther's there. I almost picked that one. Yeah. I almost picked that one, but I was like, oh, we're doing Young Americans. That was, yeah, that was, it was in the show for a while, yeah. but I'm like, it's too obvious. Mm-hmm. And also, Kirk is probably going to pick it. I had it on my list and I took it off. Yeah. So I'm like, let me see if I can find some other Young Americans yeah. thing. And I stumbled across this clip and I was like, this is now the headliner of the episode. And Kirk's going to freak out when he sees it. And I thought I was going to surprise you with it. <laughs> but then you sent me your list and it was on it. And I it was, was like, my number one. Yeah. I was yeah. like, well, I'm still psyched to do it. I'm sad that it, you are, you already know about yeah. it. But like, it's very strange. It's weird. But completely of its time. Yes. Because what this clip is, is a duet between David Bowie and Cher. Mm-hmm. On a 1975 variety show, because I feel like Cher was always doing variety. Yeah, she had her own show. Yeah. Um, And it starts as Young Americans. Yes. But then it turns into a medley of 60s pop hits. And it's all very Lawrence Welkie. Yeah, because it's a a network TV variety show in 1975. Mm -hmm. And Bowie, it's... He's so cool and it's so square. He seems out of place. But he also seems to be having genuine yes. fun, even yes. though it's a little awkward because yes. it's so such a square thing for him to be doing. And I'm sure a lot of that is drug fueled. Yeah. A lot of his fun is cocaine yeah. induced. But it's really charming. Yes. Even though it's super weird. He doesn't it doesn't seem like he's doing this because he has to. It's yeah. like because he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah, it's not like he's so drug-addled that they pushed him out there and he doesn't know where yes. he is. Yes, Um It seems like, you know, he's under his own power and chose to do this and have fun. Yeah. I'm just saying it's 1975 and it's David Bowie, so he was probably on coke. Uh, I mean, yeah, let's just say it, <laughs> That's of course. All, you know. He had to have been. This is like right before the Thin White Duke era. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's sort of a weird duet on Young Americans, and then it goes into a medley, and it just keeps it getting gets, weirder. Yeah. It does not stop. But it never tips to where it's like, this is uncomfortable no. or creepy. No. It's good and fun the whole way yeah. through. Because it's Bowie and Cher, and it's 1935, and she's wearing a, an outrageous wig. Yeah. It's a red wig. And also, it's like an, a full orchestra like accompanying them, yeah. which is kind of just weird. <laughs> And they do some non-choreographed sort of improvised dancing, yeah. and it's all very uh, sloppily charming. Yes, well said. Yeah. Just they're, that. Yeah, they're, they're like already they, discifying. Yeah, they, young they really, they really white bread it up. <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> Love it. Like they're just kind of like yep. being hokey. You don't care. Yep. 
It's like your parents I doing think, a line dance. Yeah. I also think maybe a lot of people are just like, fuck yeah, I work with Cher. I think people like Cher. Oh, yeah. I think they're just like, she's legit. That wig is awesome. I mean, she kind of makes anything awesome. She works at work. Yeah. Just this British lad and this Armenian chick from L.A. <laughs> yeah. I think fucking variety show in 75. Like, they couldn't be more different, but also they're kind of the same. No, they kind of work well together. It's, yeah. It isn't uncomfortable, like you said. And when I first was watching this, I was like, oh, they're just going to do the whole thing. And when they switched, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And so far, she hasn't even done a verse. No, she's kind of like... Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Also, hard stop cut. Yeah. Like, they didn't segue into it. This is... I can't remember who this guy is. I don't like know Gordon that song. Lightfoot or something. Oh, okay. And now they're going into... Um, One is the loneliest number. Uh, what is that dude? Um, uh, it's Nilsson, but it's, you're probably thinking of Three Dog Nights. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Wrong. And Bowie's just goofy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know this song. A hundred percent, he's on cocaine. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But still can sing. He's got that cocaine lip curl. Yeah. yeah. And they're both kind of laughing at each other like, yeah, we're fucking yeah. high. Oh, he's doing a bit. Like, yeah. he's he's really getting into the goofiness yeah. of it. Yeah. He's like, kind of like seeing Bowie do these um, classic American 60s, yeah. like, Motown hits. I mean... Beatles. Oh, yeah. I'm going to guess that he was like, yes, we'll do that one. Yes, we'll do that one. Yes, yeah. we'll do that one. Blue Moon. <laughs> oh my god. It's such weird, like, um, non segues. Yeah. There's no, like, little, like, okay, we're gonna blend it into another song. Right. It's just hard stop. Let's or you do think it. they'd even do, like, banter between, like, nope. hey, David, like, what about this? Oh, hey, no, no, shit. What the moon out tonight? It's right. blue. Yeah. Blue Now he's doing an Elvis thing. Wow. I mean, he can sing, but it's just odd. Yeah. And also, they're literally like 15 seconds long. There's yeah. hardly any like playing of the actual song. You know what it is, too? You're right. It's like they're like, okay, we got the song order. We know the song's we're good. Yeah. We, we don't need to rehearse it. It's fine. <laughs> Whereas, if you recall, the last time we watched the Cher show was the Osmonds. Right. And it was like fully choreographed. Yeah. Perfectly done. Boyce is like, let's just do it. It's fine. 
they probably wanted him to rehearse, but he was backstage just doing rails. Yes. And, like, and he's probably gently like, no, it's fine. They oh, ran through it once. But this is, you know, they're doing their little booty bumps. Yeah. And they got it. Yeah. Because they're both pros. Yeah, they just know how to do it. They're doing a lot of songs. Yeah. Like, this is like a extended medley. But this is just so not anything I would have expected Bowie. No. And the orchestra that surrounds them with these old white guys just yeah. like with their sheet music and the, and the conductor. Like you said, very Lawrence Well. Yeah. Except they're legit. Yeah. Cher's great. Cher's awesome. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, I forgot that they're doing Young America. Every time. Let's bring it back. Yep. This part is weird. But she says that line. The, yeah. He was supposed to do the this part of the song and he said happy. Was he doing a bit or did he genuinely forget <laughs> what the line was. Oh, that's really fun. I hope he forgot. No, I don't think he forgot, but I think, I think he did funny. ad-lib. Yeah. I think he wanted to say something funny and couldn't come up with so anything just funny. Happy. And her laugh was more just kind of surprised. Yeah. Because he, like, he, he threw her a curveball, but yeah. it wasn't like... He was trying to come up with something and he had nothing. Yeah, so he just it said was it. a bad improv. And then she's just like, we'll move on. Yeah. Young Americans is a great fucking song. Such a good song. Such a good song. The other reason I kind of didn't want to show the other, the van, the Luther yeah. clip of it is Bowie did not look good. Like, he looked like he was in the depths of a cocaine yeah. binge in that clip. I can see that, yeah. He looks a lot healthier here. He's a little more... A year uh, later. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I love that video too. That's just because it's big old Luther. Yeah. And that was the time where, like, I think I've said before, he was like Bowie was like in the same studio with Luther. Luther was cutting commercials. Yeah. And they're like, who the fuck's that voice? And he saw his Luther. He's like, why don't you uh, arrange these background song, songs for me? And he's like, okay, I will. <laughs> and then he's like, why don't you come on tour with me? Yeah. Well, because Bowie was heard him singing commercials. Oh God! Also, too long, too long of a medley. Yeah, six and a half minutes. Yeah, six and a half minutes, but each thing was like ten seconds long. Yeah, that was at least fifteen. It did go on a little long, but people had longer attention spans back That's then. That's true. I guess. It's us. We're the problem. <laughs> um, yeah, the seventies, seventy variety show era is something fascinating. I regret having uh, not been around. For I mean, I saw some. I was still a little too young, yeah. so I was like, it didn't really register. But oh my god! Thank God from YouTube, though, right? <laughs> it's the best reason for YouTube. <laughs> the best reason. All right, last clip. Uh, you know, I'm always a sucker for a pretty bedroom acoustic cover yes. at the end of an episode. We got one more cover. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite Bowie songs. No, it's Anne Love Sound Division too. Yeah, I bought I bought Low the album Low in college and mm -hmm. listened to the shit out of that. And that's one of the ones that has a lot of 
sort of experimental stuff mm-hmm. on it and just like some Brian Eno y yeah, like instrumentals. That's how I associate it too. Yeah, but it also has uh breaking glass on it, which rules. Okay, I know that. And one. Sound and Vision, which yeah. is the sort of poppy this was the single. Yes. But still an unusual single. Because the intro goes on for like two minutes before there's any vocals. Yeah. And then it's sort of like half a vocal anyway. <laughs> That's apt. But apt. It, yeah, but it's real catchy. And I found this clip of these two, uh, I don't know what country they're from, Mexico or some other South American country or mm. maybe Spain. I don't remember. But, uh, or I don't know. But they do this cover of Sound and Vision. They're probably 19 or 20 years old. They're super young. Yeah, this, this boy and girl. And they're just doing a duet, an acoustic guitar duet of Sound and Vision. That's really fucking good. I, I'm fascinated that this. What year was this? I don't know. Let's look. Uh, this is from two years ago. Oh, okay. All right. There's one. You'll see it. But I found a comment where someone goes, this dude is mad in love. <laughs> and then someone commented on that. Just because a girl and a guy are friends doesn't mean they have a romantic relationship. He did seem to be enjoying playing the cover, but let's not stereotype them based on gender. And then this guy, Santiago uh, Blanco Vocos, who is the boy in the video, commented, oh. well, ellipses. <laughs> that is genius. <laughs> so he's like, no, I have a crush. Yeah, no, it's um, true. Yeah, so this is just a great bedroom mm-hmm. cover that, I don't know, you don't like campfire music or people playing acoustic guitars, no. so you might not be as into it as me, but they're good. This is a good song. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. This is a good it's top five for me. I can see that. This is good. I'm now just trying to look to see if there's love in his eyes. Okay, when she starts singing, he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have to fake the emotion of no, that sigh. Once, once, yeah. this, once this singing came. No, this is real pretty. I mean, it's a pretty song to start with, but... Yeah. I haven't heard the song in a long time. This doesn't have the funk of the original, but it works as, no, a, it as works. an acoustic. This is good. No, yeah. this works. Like, <clears throat> like if I had heard this at a coffee house, I wouldn't be mad. No. I wouldn't be mad at all. Now all I can think of is how smitten he is. Yeah, he he does seem that way. Yeah, <laughs> whenever she sings, he's like, ah. Yeah, this is really good. This is really good, and it's making me reminding me how much I love this song. Yeah, but this is really good. This is better than Tim Machine. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Wow, they're really good. I just imagine them, like, being in my dorm and everybody just wants them to get together. 
Are they like, gonna? No, we're just create. Like we just play together. We're, we're just, just friends. We're just we're collaborators. Right. And everyone's like, "Come on." Uh, are they gonna kiss? Yeah. <laughs> I can hundred percent see this in a dorm room. Yeah, oh yeah. Probably oh, yeah. is a dorm room. Yeah, it probably is a dorm room. Uh, it's great. And we're the, let's just let's just play some bowling. See yeah. what happens. It would have been great if he's like, I love you. Yeah. Uh, and they're so excited because they did a great job. Yeah. Oh, that's delightful. That's the joy that David Bowie brings. Yeah. And unexpected. You wouldn't think of that would work as an no, acoustic song. That's really good. Song, but it really works. I don't even like acoustic and that worked really yeah. well. I wish that they were playing at the coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I give him a dollar. <laughs> I just, buy him a coffee. Just a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so he did it. That's David Bowie. That's our David Bowie episode. Did we will never talk about him again. Nah, nah we covered it we all. We covered it all. Yeah. Dude. He only had a handful of songs. There was no other David Bowie to play. No, that was it. That was it. Those are all the songs that anybody knows of David Bowie. <laughs> yep. Nothing yeah. else. Nope. Just him, share, Tim Machine, and covers. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it only took us 117 episodes to get to David Bowie. But when we got there, we nailed it. Yeah. Look, we haven't done a Beatles episode. We're yet. never going to do a Beatles <laughs> episode. <laughs> no, right. we've talked about that. It's going to be the final episode. That's right. The final episode will be a Beatles episode, and I'm fine with that. Right. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, no. Yeah. Who's next? Who's the next big whale that we haven't uh, tackled yet? Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, that we... I mean, I'm not talking about Elvis. Um, <laughs> no, we don't need to do an Elvis episode. I don't know. The Doors? No. <laughs> Bob Dylan? No. Led Zeppelin? Oh. They don't need videos, though. It's just them live. See, to me, they have to have some sort of, like, video component. Yeah. So... We can find... We, maybe uh, this this duo did an acoustic cover of some Led Zeppelin song in their, I, in their dorm room. Here's what's great and sad at the same time. I literally was just about to go, why don't we do Billy Joel? We did. I know. It was it's our been fourth so episode. Long. I know. Honestly, we've been doing the show for long enough that I was like, I can't believe we haven't done a David Bowie episode yet. And then I said, wait, did we? Exactly. I'm never 100% sure of what we have or haven't done anymore. I literally on air almost pitched Billy Joel and we did that as the fourth episode. Yeah. That was the first single, like, artist yeah. who we did an episode on. So. Yeah. No, I think yeah. there's a, there's some, there's some more we're just not thinking right now. Yeah, that's they'll, right. They'll be there. But we'll plan it. Yeah. Music Raygun is uh, going to turn six in a few months. <laughs> but we've got years left to do. There's years. Of, not even in our teen years yet. There's plenty of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s for us to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but only then. Right. Yeah. And some early 2000s R&B that you yeah, know. Yeah, that I like and that's mine. <laughs> but that's it for this episode of Music Reagan. Music Reagan is hosted and produced by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Finchon. Until next time. See ya! See ya.